and welcome to the Voices of Sustainability. My name is Ellie Jankowski and I will be your host for today's episode. Today's episode is an interview with Dan Borsma, who is the Sustainability Manager for the City of Holland. We'll talk about his role as well as some recycling tips. Just make sure to keep in mind that we are talking about Holland's cart recycling program that most of the cottages use, not the blue bin recycling on campus. All right, so let's get into it. So I'm here today with Dan Borsma from the city of Holland, and he's going to introduce himself and tell you a little bit about what he does. Hi, my name is Dan Brorsma, and I am the new and first sustainability manager for the city of Holland. My duties uh, or things that I do every day is I work around solid waste and recycling, and I also manage the Holland Energy Retrofit Program, which is a grant program that helps people do deep energy retrofits to their house uh, with a 20% grant. Um, and then I also help manage the educational um, uh, for the city of Holland around sustainability. So it's my job to find different things from a sustainability and share those activities and uh, uh, opportunities with the residents. Great. Yeah. And just some background on that. How did you get started um, on this career or with your passion for sustainability? Sure. I actually uh, have, have always had a passion for sustainability. My uh, passion runs, uh, I love the outdoors. In fact, today I'd rather be outside than inside uh, most of the time. And, you know, when I would, the outdoor, when I'm outside, I actually, you know, uh, love the environment and want to protect it, especially, you know, uh, the, the, the streams and the lakes that we have that we're blessed with around here. Um, so it started for me at a very young age. Um, one of the biggest things is my uh, science teacher from Helen Christian took me to Isle Royal, and that was a big impact in my life. Um, when I got older, uh, I got a, um, an IT degree, um, but I chose the, the, the company I chose to work for in IT was Herman Miller, but I chose them because of their sustainability background. So um, when I went there, I worked in the IT department for a couple of years, and uh, but volunteered for every sustainability program there. So I basically had switched my uh, career from IT to sustainability uh, at that point in time and slowly worked my way through, um, you know, whether it was certifications and, and, and waste uh, reduction and energy reduction. So uh, I worked there for close to 20 years. And then I did a small stint over at Goodwill uh, until I saw this job uh, for two years. And then uh, I saw this job with the city and I thought, you know, what, a, what a, an amazing opportunity would be able to serve the community that I live in. So, um, so I went after this job and here I am. Yeah, that's awesome. So what would you say are some of the um, hardest parts of your job here? Um, there, you know, I guess from the from the difficulties from a uh, hard part is is basically I think um, communication and helping people understand um, things like what can and can't be recycled, right? So, for instance, uh, there's a lot of um, 
or how to recycle even, you know, making sure that items are clean, making sure that you don't throw that greasy pizza box into there, into the um, container um, that will contaminate the rest of the, um, um, and also, you know, we have a very sustainable community and we have a lot of opportunities, you know, whether it's uh, the community energy plan or different things that the BPW is doing to nonprofits from a sustain bit sustainability. And I think there's a lot of information that people don't take advantage of. And, and it's sometimes it's hard, uh, the difficulty getting that information out and, and to a point where people actually understand it or have in or getting the information tweaking it so people have the time to understand it, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. That's one of the struggles we have here on campus too with trying to educate students on what can be recycled and what can't. It's definitely definitely a difficult task. So yeah. It is. I think, you know, if is what I've been learning is the more I talk about this is is if I can find something that appeals to um, the person I'm talking to, but that's hard to do on a mass scale, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And then going along with that, what are some of um, your favorite parts of like the work you get to do? The favorite parts of it is the wins when they come and they do come. Like I said, we have a very sustainable community. One of the biggest things um, we're starting to get metrics in with our new CARP program that we have and seeing the participation rate, you know, we're well over, um, uh, 70%, even up into the 70, 75, 77%. And our contamination rate, and what that means is, you know, uh, those pizza boxes that actually get mm -hmm. in and actually contaminate, we're still below, you know, uh, uh, we're between, you know, I think the last I heard was between five and 7%. And these are just, um, uh, these aren't firm numbers. These are what I'm getting from our hauler. So I haven't gotten document proof on these to share out, but that's, you know, hearing about, uh, that this is where we're trending as a community is very uplifting to me that says, okay, some of the things we're doing are, you know, are hitting home and, and we, and we're actually, um, you know, making, uh, impacts in the, in the recycling world. And one of the things I also hear about from our, our haulers and things, they're saying, Hey, you know, this is one of the cleanest communities and, you know, what, when I when we talk about the participation rate, some folks are that are in the business of uh, this across the state are like, wow, that's more than most communities. So um, that I love that. Those those are the wins that you go after. And then the other thing that really excites me are, uh, uh, and that always has, and the people I've worked with across my career is the things that are the new things that are on the horizon. You know what's, you know. Is there a way to uh, recycle glass better, or is there, a, you know, if somebody comes up with a new either recycling or energy efficiency or I, those type of things, or a new process, or getting a process that kind of works and making it, you know, really work for the community? So those are the things that really excite me. Yeah, that's awesome, and it's great that you're having such good success with the cart recycling. That's good to hear. Yeah, I mean, it was really, I have to give credit to, you know, the materials task force that was put around and that was stemmed by Aaron Thanwood in the very beginning when he had the idea to put that team together, which is, you know, across the spectrum. It had business, it had uh, residents, and it had people that were uh, in this uh, world, you know, coming across and, and really uh, creating a program that would 
appealed to most of the residents. They did an amazing job. Now, I do say I was a part of that. I was a part of that in the beginning before I got this job. But, you know, Aaron really kind of pulled a lot of that together. And I just happened to be in the right place at the right time to help finish it. Yeah, well, it's great. It was a team effort there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and then lastly, what sort of tips would you have for college students here on campus? I know some students that do live in houses, we do use the cart recycling. Mm -hmm. um, but then obviously on campus in the dorms, they don't. Um, if you have tips for either one there, what students can do to make sure they're properly recycling. Mm -hmm. um, the biggest thing I would say is educate yourselves on what and how to recycle. I think that is probably the best thing if anybody can do it, because if we can get our contamination rate even further, that means more materials will be recycled and put in back into what I call the value stream and back into other products that are made that are out there. I think um, if you can educate yourself of, okay, I can recycle this type of glass, paper, plastic, and metal, um, but I can't recycle my uh, extension cord in here or things like that. You know, we're making a website, you know, at Recycle Holland, where you can type those things in and find a location. Uh, for that material, um, but don't put it in your cart because then that cart may end up in the landfill because of what you're doing. So, you know, educate yourself on, make sure the materials are clean and make sure that you're putting things in the cart that you should be putting in and don't what I think I've heard it a few times and I like the term, don't wish cycle. You know, yeah. basically taking something that is not said it can be recycled, although you think, hey, it's copper wire, it can be recycled. Well, the problem is, is down the down the road, um, or when it reaches this, they don't have the mechanisms to pull that out. So it may be recyclable, but not particularly in that facility. So just find another place to recycle it. And if you need help, go to Recycle Holland and um, and, and there's actually a, a, a thing in there where you say, what do I want to dispose of? And if that doesn't work, reach out to me. I usually have a pretty extensive network uh, where I can tell you to bring things if there is something available around here. Great. Yeah, that's an awesome resource. I didn't know you had that search tool where you could look anything up. That's great. Yeah, we're in the process now of really ramping it. I mean, it's pretty basic right now, but we're going to be working. So there are, there are some basic tools in there and some things that will pop up. Um, there are more um, that may not be in there. We're going to be working hard over the next uh, six months to the year to really making it a, a viable tool for everybody. Awesome. Well, is there anything else that you think would be important to share or that you want to share? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that I would share is when you recycle, yes, it's doing... Um, uh, it's the right thing to do from a sustainability perspective, but it's also the right thing to do from an economic perspective, where, where we, especially where we live. Right in town here, we have, a we have a company called Padnos. A lot of the recycling goes through that company. So when you recycle, you're actually helping create jobs. So it's, and it's also, and when, then, when they create jobs from the recycling piece, they also sell that to local companies like you know we have multiple industries around here and they buy materials they buy plastics they buy these type of things to make the materials that are here and they will start to buy uh recycled content materials and that way so therefore when you're putting like our eco cart the cart that we have is actually made out of uh what was it 10 or 20 percent 
um, post-consumer uh, recycled plastic, which is unheard of. You know, that most places there's post-industrial, which is a clean, but this stuff is, so the bottles that you're putting in the cart will actually make the cart. So when you're recycling, if even if you don't have a uh, uh, sustainability minded, but you know, it, it, it still creates an economic opportunity either for somebody else or to cut down on a cost on a future product that's made. So um, it, it, it cuts down on the carbon that's used it's it's good for the planet. It, it doesn't go to the landfill. It'll create a job and it'll cut down on a cost for somebody else down the line. For so there are so many different things when you recycle, and it's so good for especially our community that it's a little bit more than just oh I'm doing the right thing so it doesn't go to the landfill. There's so many other pieces around this. Yeah, that's great info about it's like a win-win and all exactly all around there. Yeah, and it's only I think what it, the, the cart's only a, a dollar or two dollars a month to I mean, that's unheard of that. That's yeah. that's that's all you have to pay to recycle. And mm -hmm. I know that the people have always said, hey, well, if it's so valuable, why do we have to pay? Well, there's also labor to pick it up, to sort it to, you know, so by the time you get there, you still have to cover the cost. But it's still a very inexpensive way to uh, recycle. Uh, uh, in our community. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of this information. It's been great having you out here. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, I look, I look forward to doing more work and, and to, and to what else, what other podcasts you have in the future. So thanks for having me on. Of course. Stay tuned for next week's episode that's all about America Recycles Day, which is on November 15th, and make sure to keep an eye out on social media for events that we'll be hosting that day. Thanks for listening. Make sure to tune into next week's episode and follow us on our Instagram at Haas underscore Hope College.